I, I, I don't know about you, but there's a bit inside, a lot inside me actually, that is praying and hoping for 54-51 game again. You must, you must live in a vacuum because the rest of the NFL sees that, Major. Well, we don't, we don't care what Taylor loves or doesn't love because he's tracked to us. Okay. Oh no. So, oh, no. What yeah. do you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a self-confessed Lamar Jackson lover. I'll be honest, straight on the right. I was trying to stick away from the lover term, mate, but you <laughs> oh, kept man. it in there instead. I've got to put it in. No, I've got to put it in. G'day, Aussie Gridiron fans. Welcome to week one of the 2023 NFL season. It turns out that there's a lot of things starting this week. It's draft season. We've just come out of a a bit of a last-minute sleeper draft tonight, haven't we, Major? Oh, yeah. All the boys have been in fantasy draft room wow. just then, and we just came out. It felt like, you know, you go into a sauna, there's a lot of pressure, a lot of heat, and then you come out as like, all right, what did I just do in that draft? <laughs> that was a that was a crazy draft, Brad. That was that was nuts, Brad. You literally joined us for that draft an hour before the draft, or half an hour before the draft took off. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it, and it was what I, I I've never done a draft that fast before. A minute and a half in between picks, and it was just boom, boom, boom. I loved it. I had a good time. I didn't I didn't realize it was a minute and a half until I was on the clock for that first pick. I was like, oh, dude, I don't long here. Um, yeah. I didn't. I, I was taking Jefferson every day of the week anyway. But then I started panicking, thinking, Nick, when it gets around to me, I'm going to have to have an actual think here, and I've got a minute and a half. Uh, but yeah, so. Lots of things starting this week, and we are all very excited for NFL football to finally be back. It's been been a long, a long hot trudge through the desert, uh, but we finally seven days, two hundred seven days, two hundred seven days without that NFL water. Yeah, we're finally there. I'm excited. Days from Super Bowl to the kickoff game. Oh man! So we've got yeah. So we've got some big shows. Coming up, we've got our, our brand new segments, our brand new structure for the seasons We're starting tonight. Essentially, for the show you'll hear on a Friday every week, what you'll have is a recap of the games that had just been played that week and then a TNF preview for that day uh, for the TNF game. So on a Friday Australian time. So we should be, that should drop either Thursday night or Friday morning for you to listen before TNF kicks off. Um, of course, this week, we don't have anything to recap. So what are we going to do? We're going to preview five more games that is going on in week one because it is week one. We've got to really not just talk about something, but we've got to really give it the props that it deserves and the excitement level that it deserves. So with today, we're going to be doing a TNF preview and going through five games. And then you will hear another show on Sunday, Australian time, which will be our usual every day, every week preview show for the rest of the season. And we will be running through the Sunday afternoon games, the Sunday night football game, the Monday night football game, plus another game. So five games every single week. We'll try and share the love around between quite a few of the, the teams there, obviously. But the NFL's done a lot of work for us in that regard this year with the afternoon games and Sunday night football. So that's pretty good. So that's our new structure, I guess. But tonight, as I said, boys, there is a lot starting. And there's something else starting very exciting in the Aussie Gridiron Network this week. We've got 
the first week of our pigskin pick'em competition with the boys or our pick'em comp with the rest of the Aussie Gridiron Network boys. So obviously us three here and then Maddie Taylor from Aussie NFL Fantasy and Mark from No Huddle Dynasty. And we're all going up against each other. We're going up the analysts versus the fantasy guys hey. in terms in a, in a competition here. But I know Manjot's heard this because he is on, if anyone has listened to the NFL Fantasy, Manjot is on that show as well. Manjot's been a part of this. Manjot, uh, well, like Brad, there was a bit of smack talk on Aussie <laughs> NFL Fantasy last week. I'm not sure whether you heard it. No. Oh, no. I don't think I, I don't think I did. It was a little bit of smack talk. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I know Manjot knows what I'm talking about now. And I've got a little bit of a, a little bit of audio to play for you here. Here we go. This this is like warfare. Ian and Brad are already kind of taking some shots. So uh, I'm kind of looking forward to just humiliating the ass out of them. Uh, Tay, you make a bit of a pun to yourself, mate. You've got to be really looking forward to uh, smacking that ass, son. Oh, Mantos dead to us when that uh, tipping starts. Can't <laughs> wait, mate. I'm coming off an NFL tipping championship from last year. So I can't wait to just pump the shit out of these assholes. Sorry, Manjot, you're going to be involved in it, but I'm really looking forward to that. Like, he obviously is on this podcast, but once he's with those goobers, like, he's just completely <laughs> dead to us, so. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Man, it was a... T- Look, I'll be honest. First off, it was a tough decision across the network. Just got to say, it was one of the hardest decisions of my entire life. Which podcast do I side with in this tipping competition? It, it oh, was you like, picked the right one, Major. Clearly, I you did. picked the right and, one. And look, the, my reasoning was we are the NFL analysts. Those guys are the fantasy analysts, but we're the NFL analysts. And this is an NFL tipping comp, not oh, fantasy yeah, tipping. That's comp. right. Brad, Brad, what are you what are your thoughts on that? Any thoughts? I, all, all I'm hearing from those guys is a lot of pumping ass and slapping ass. And I'm just what did they have some fetish that I, I don't want to know about. But anyway, whatever, hey, whatever you want to do, you do. Uh, but let's just say we're going to wipe the floor with them. I'm going to keep it clean. So it's not even going to be a contest. I welcome the challenge. And I think there's no doubt about it that the three of us well not even collectively i think one of us has the more brain power than the th- than those guys put together so i'm not about any challenge whatsoever bring it on we're gonna win that's so what I, that's what i wanted to, that's what i wanted to hear brad i mean taylor is renowned for basically winning everything um yeah but that's one guy and so and mark of or, is always very honest about the fact that he is way more into dynasty in college than he is into anything in it like analyst related. So mm-hmm. you, I think you're right, mate. I think it's on. It's on it's, to it's, young and old now. Absolutely. So it, let <laughs> let the good guys win, which is us. Yes, sir. that's right. Let the good day guys win, which is us. <laughs> so bring it on. We got this starts this week. We are going down. Uh, Beautiful. Going down swinging, if we are going down, that's for sure. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Our very first TNF preview for the 2023 season, and it's a big game. The Chiefs draw the home game for the very first game of the season, and who else is coming in to Arrowhead but the darlings of the 2022 season the big, the big team, the big talked about team for that entire season, thanks to last last year's hard knocks, the Detroit Lions. What a game to start! These these true underdogs of of the sport right now, 
and uh, go up against the Super Bowl winning Kansas City Chiefs. Brad, have you got a have you got any thoughts on this game? It's going to be a big one, really, isn't it? It, it is going to be a big one. And, you know, I'm excited for the NFL to be putting the Lions there front and center. That just you know that you're exactly right. They were last year's darlings, so I think it's going to be a great matchup. I think the people are actually going to, if you polled the people, at least in America, I would not surprise me if the majority are rooting for the Lions. Um, I, the Chiefs are loved. But the Lions kind of have captured everybody's heart. So I just hope Dan Campbell comes out there and bites some kneecaps and, and just makes a game of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. The, the matchup I'm excited to see is the Chiefs have two new tackles. Um, and and we've got uh, Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson, and James Houston. Who James Houston is an underrated edge rusher, in my opinion. He had uh, he only played in I think seven games last year, but he had eight sacks in seven games. So I'm really excited to see that matchup between uh, Hutchinson and Houston taking on the two new Chiefs tackles. So uh, I'm I'm excited for the matchup. I think it's going to be exciting. Yeah, I think you know with. With where both teams are at, it's very interesting. You obviously got defending Super Bowl champions, the Chiefs. And as you said, Ian, everyone's second team, pretty much, the Lions. I mean, I love the Lions. No one can hate them. Maybe a few people hate the Chiefs. So I think a lot more people going for the Lions in this one. But looking at the on-field action, though, where I'm most interested in is can Jared Goff and that offense hang in with KC for four quarters? I... I, I think, look, this is no dis- disrespect to either defense, but the defenses, in my opinion, will not have much of a factor in this game. I think this will be all offensive. This will be a lot of offensive football, unless both offenses play like absolute garbage, which I do not expect at all. But the question for both defenses, I reckon, is can you even stop them like enough? And my answer is, I don't think you can stop them enough times. I think this is where you're going to get a lot of an offensive shootout rather than a defensive ground and pound sort of game. I think we're going to see some fireworks in this season opener, just like the NFL intended, I reckon. Yeah, I think it's, well, there's there's no coincidence that uh, this game has the highest over the point total of any game this week. So, it, you know, it's like 54 points or 56 points, I think. It, so yeah, 50, I think it's 54 gonna, and a half. 54 and a half. So it's going to be a track meet. So I think the NFL knows what it's doing. Eyeballs it, it will be glued to the TV, especially with the offense. So I'm excited to see uh, a lot of the rookies. I'm a little bit of a, of a geek. So I, I want to see Jack Campbell, the first round hey, draft pick yeah. for hmm. the, uh, for the lions. Um, because their run defense was pretty atrocious. So I, I just want to see how he plays. I liked how he played in the preseason a little bit stuff. So, so it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. My mum, I'm really looking forward to Aiden Hutchinson coming up against Mahomes. That's that's my <laughs> that's the fun little bit I'm gonna be watching, I think, because it's it's always just it's always really fun to watch how Mahomes gets away from these rushes. But Aiden Hutchinson is just such such a big guy. His reach is uh, amazing. The way he gets around around offensive tackles and things is just amazing too. Yeah, the secondary as well for the Lions, I reckon, is is big because they've got a lot of new guys back there. I mean, I don't think CJ Gardner-Johnson's playing from what I last saw, but 
they still got a lot of young guys, a lot of guys that they really need to get experience into, and a lot of guys that have to gel together. So this is like the biggest test. He got first up for a uh, secondary of Cameron Sutton, Jerry Jacobs, Kirby Joseph, and Gardner Johnson. So it, it's a real tough test, I'll be honest. Like first up for this secondary. They've got to hang in there with Kelsey. They gotta somehow defend him. They gotta somehow stop Mahomes from getting as many passing yards as he wants to. So yeah, it's gonna be tough for them. So the big elephant in the room for the Chiefs this week has been the Chris Jones contract though. It's gonna be interesting to see how that that defense for the Chief goes without Chris Jones really leading them there. He's been a, an absolute stalwart. And he's got, his backup is to Sean Wharton, who hasn't played a lot in the last few seasons. He has been with KC for for three years now. It is his fourth season. He only played five games in total last season because of Chris Jones, because Chris Jones is, was, is just such a, a massive presence. Uh, Brad, how do you think they're going to... They've, Chiefs defense are going to fare without Jones there. I, I think they're going to they're going to struggle. Um, they struggled against the run last season, so which bodes well. I think it, it could be a really good time to watch Jameer Gibbs and see just how dy- dynamic uh, he is uh, after this game. So I think without Jones, they're they're really gonna they're really gonna struggle. Yeah, and I think along that D-line as well, you've got to remember they lost Frank Clark as well. They went yeah. out to sign Charles Amenahue at defensive end to replace him, but he's suspended for the first few weeks of the season. So when you think about that, the entire D-line is pretty depleted, not just at tackle with Chris Jones out, but across mm. the board. So you need a guy like George Karloftis, who yes. came up in the draft, Um, I think it was last year in the first round. Yeah, they picked him up. So. Yeah. You, they need a guy like that to step up for them in to stop the Lions offense, which is again, yeah, a lot of defensive deficiencies for both sides, I reckon. And that's that's where the offenses have to really shine. So I reckon this is really the game for Mahomes versus Goff. And we all we all remember what happened last time when Mahomes and Goff played, don't we? 2018, Rams versus Chiefs, 54-51. I, I don't know about you, but there's a bit inside, a lot inside me, actually, that is praying and hoping for a 54 to 51 game again. <laughs> it's something to see again. I, I would I would pay a million dollars just to see that. Any uh, predictions for this game, boys, while we're just finishing it here? Uh, I, I think it's I think it's gonna be a close game, um, close-ish. Um, but I'm taking the Chiefs. Yeah, honestly. Look, they're the defending Super Bowl champions. I've got to take the Chiefs as well. But I think the Lions can hang in there and they'll make it a real game. I'm real excited to see both of these teams. Yeah, good. I'll be taking you know what? I'm gonna take the Lions. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Lions probably by three. I think it'll be a close game. I'm I'm like you, man, John. I'm hoping for that uh that massive score line. Let's go hundred plus this week. Let's shoot for the moon. Um <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm taking the over on that over under Brad mentioned. He said, what, 55 points or something? Yeah, pretty much 54.5, yeah. Yeah, all right. I'll take that 55, yeah. <laughs> I have 55 and off on that one. If anyone's yeah. playing that over under game out there. <laughs> I'm going to take those lines by three, though, because I I reckon it'll be close, and I reckon that's a fun 
a fun storyline. Defending Super Bowl champions losing the first game of the season at home. So, all right, let's move on to some quick game previews for this week. These five we've got now for today are all early slot games. And we've identified a, a few games that we want to have a bit of a chat about. How about some more Vikings talk, boys? Hey, so I feel like I feel like we didn't get enough Vikings talk last week. I feel like we got way too much out of me. So I'm going to set you up a bit and then uh, <laughs> let you go, I think. But the Baker Mayfield-led Buccaneers, for the very first time, the Baker Mayfield-led Buccaneers, come in to US Bank Stadium in Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings this week. It's, this is a... This poses to be a very interesting game for both sides. Uh, we all know how the Vikings went last year. Playoff team that lost in that first, in that wildcard game to a very plucky Giants team. Whereas the Bucks kind of just fell a bit shorter, just weren't that fun looking team, even though they did get to the playoffs, despite having Brady. What do you think, boys? Can Baker do well against the Vikings defense that has still has a lot of question marks after last season? Um, Manjot, what do you reckon? Yeah, it, it's a good question, actually. I think with Baker, he, he, well, I've seen our training camp. Like, training camp, he had struggles. But in preseason games, he actually looked pretty decent. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. He actually looked pretty decent. And... The Vikings, I mean, yeah, there's still question marks around the defense, especially around the middle of that defense. And they've really got fixed that, to, to be honest. And this is going to be a good test, I reckon, for both teams. I think this is where the Vikings' middle of the defense, I mean, they probably won't see much of Mike Evans and Chris Goblin across that middle. But who knows, like on slant routes and those post routes, you're going to see a lot of uh, Evans and Goblin in the middle when you're going up against those routes. So they, they have to defend those sort of routes very well. And Baker, he has to hit on those as well. There's a lot of pressure for both sides in that, in that matchup, especially you've, you've got to have like Baker hitting his passes. You've got to have the Vikings defense be able to make a stop against some of the guys. I mean, they still have a lot of firepower. Rashad White's still a pretty decent running back. So I think, I think the Vikings defense, even though on paper the Vikings are probably the favorites in this one, according to all the betting sources and everything, they're the favorites. Even then, I think the Buccaneers have a bit of a chance in this one. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I, I think you know the the Minnesota defense doesn't have anywhere to go but up. Really, yeah. no offense, Ian, very, but uh, no, very true. Uh, you know, they just they they were bad last season so i i think they bring in uh brian flores you know the former dolphins head coach and so i think it'll be really interesting just to see what what they're going to do we'll get a good idea after this game are is the viking defense improved because if tampa bay can come out and you know with baker mayfield and and uh godwin if they can put pressure on that Tampa Minnesota defense, then I think it could be a long season for the Vikings. But if, if yeah. Minnesota, all they need, they, they don't need to be a top 10 defense. They just, if they can just get to around that 16, 17, 18 range, 
then they, you know, and the offense, we know the offense is going to be explosive. I think then they, they'll show that they're there for real. This is one of those games where I feel like we're going to have a good indication. I know it's just game one, but I feel like we'll have a good indication of where's Minnesota going to go in this season uh, based off of how their defense is going to play after Mm -hmm. this game. I think with uh, Minnesota as well, talking about defense uh, for them, I think they've got a big matchup advantage, especially their defensive line against the the Bucs O-line because the Bucs O-line is real depleted. Apart Mm -hmm. from Tristan Wirfs at left tackle, they lost Ryan Jensen, their center, uh, to injury. So he's not going to be playing this game. And look, there's not much depth around the rest of that uh, O-line. So I think the Vikings... They, they need to be able to put pressure on Baker Mayfield, especially if he's going up against a depleted, uh, uh with a depleted offensive line. So I think that defensive line, especially guys, you look at Daniil Hunter, for example, and, you know, Marcus Davenport, those sort of guys need to step up for the Vikings and really provide that pressure in the front seven to expose those offensive line cracks of the Buccaneers. I am so excited to see how some of the rookies for the Vikings, so Addison uh, and Ivan Pace yeah. Jr. as well uh, on defensive side go. Uh, I'm also very excited to see what happens between how Kevin O'Connell has schemed the offense with adding Addison in with Jefferson. See if they get mm-hmm. Jefferson open more, open more often or if Addison gets a whole bunch of ball. KJ Osborne's still there, so... Really excited about that, and they're obviously going up against uh, a, not a great secondary for the Bucks, but Jamal Dean and Carlton Davis, Ryan Neal have all been around for Anton Winfield Jr. All been around for a few years now. They know their craft, so they'll know what they're up against in terms of these speedsters. So it'll be very interesting to see how that goes. Some predictions, boys. We're on to this one. What do we? Any predictions? Any crazy predictions? Brad, we did crazy predictions last year too. I should have, <laughs> I should have reminded you of that. Uh, Manjot and I had crazy predictions. Uh, Manjot, you can make us forget. Manjot, we like Manjot, yeah, Manjot routinely threw out eighteen predictions per game, and I don't expect anything near that anymore. <laughs> no, <laughs> please, please. Uh, my crazy, my crazy prediction is Tampa Bay doesn't score a touchdown. Ooh. Interesting. No touchdowns for Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's that's my crazy. That's my crazy prediction. Yeah, that that's a real interesting one. What do you reckon about the game, though, Brad? Uh, I'm taking the Vikings. Uh, I'm t- I'm taking the Vikings. I think I think the Vikings got too much power. I think they are going to be better on defense. I think that offense is is dynamic. I think Tampa Bay is just in full rebuild mode. Um, so it, it, it's, I don't, I don't think it's going to be that close of a game. It's, it's, uh, so I'm going definitely Vikings hmm. line is six and a half, by the way, according to some of the sources I'm looking at. So six and a half in the Vikings favor. So I, I think I, I think I'd take the Vikings over that. Honestly, I think they've got the stronger team and if their defense fails, I reckon they've got, they've got a good good chance i know the bucks defense is actually pretty decent but they've they've lost a few pieces across the board and i think 
Cousins, Jefferson, Addison, Hawkinson, Madison, lots of sons at the back there. Look, I think those sort of weapons that they've got, I reckon have a good enough chance to win this game just by themselves. I think, as Brad said, defense do pretty well as well for the Vikings. I think because they can expose that O-line of the box. I'll go on Vikings by 12. I've got the belief this season. There's Stop these one-score games. Let's go. No, I want that. I want that full-on belief. Uh, another great... I, I want to really throw out a crazy prediction. Everyone knows my love for Baker. Uh, so yeah. I'm going to go... Let's go Baker. With, I'm not like Brad. I think they will score some TDs. So hmm. Baker with... 150 yards and two TDs. Yeah, I I, I think those are pretty average stats. But like, they are. I love QBs, I'm very so very yeah. very safe for the first week, man. Jot, that's what I'm going. Yeah, that's very safe. Very 100%. safe. All right, we uh, move on now to the Steelers. So the Pittsburgh Steelers welcome in Manjot's San Francisco 49ers oh, this week. The Steelers have been on a bit of a high for preseason. There's been a, a a lot of electricity, basically, around the offense for the Steelers, especially the the, the another year in with uh, Pickett and the Pickens combination. Add in Pat Frymuth, who's been amazing as well. Uh, and there's a lot to love about this Steelers Steelers outfit this season. And of course, the 49ers have had a lot of talk. There's been so much talk through the offseason about the 49ers. It's essentially been like Aaron Rodgers level media uh, in Green Bay, with the way it has been for the the 49ers this this uh, this off season. So, Brad, I think we've heard a, probably a little bit much from Manjot on the 49ers. So let's uh, <laughs> let's circumvent him to start with. I'll throw a bit one to you. There's still some contract, yeah. still some contract issues around uh, Kittle, uh, a potential outside around Bosa. Kittle's possibly out as well. Uh, how much will the potential outs of Kittle and Bosa hurt the the Niners against this electrifying Steelers team? You know, it's 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 going to be an interesting matchup. What really struck me is that the line is the the point spreads only. Uh, San Francisco's only given up two and a half points. Yeah, so, well. So it's a it, you know they're predicting it the the betting people are predicting it to be a much closer game than I initially uh, would have thought. So I think you know going into Pittsburgh is always going to be a challenge. One mm. thing you know about Mike Tomlin, his teams are ready to play. You can't have a you know a career where you haven't had a losing season without being a master at getting your team ready to play. So we know Tomlin is going to be able to do that. The what I'm excited to see is this the Steelers new and improved offense against that uh defense against the 49er defense. So I think cuz are we going to see the Steelers O of the preseason where they looked unstoppable? I know it was only preseason, but they look great. Of course they're not going to continue that. But it'll be really interesting to see just how much Kenny Pickett has grown 
Um, you know, because they got some weapons on offense with Johnson and Pickens and and Harris and Freemuth. So, and they brought in, they've shored up that offensive line. So, I do think it's going to be a much closer game. I wasn't expecting the two and a half points, but I, I think it's going to be a much closer game than a lot of what the delusional 49er fans. No offense, man, job, but a lot of the 49er fans are delusional. <laughs> this is from so. a cow from a cowboys hey, hey, supporter. No, that, that is great. I, Major, uh, Brock Purdy is going to start this game, so I already lose our first water bet of the season. <laughs> yeah, thank God, thank uh, God. Oh. Although we do have to get to Sunday first, we have to get to Monday football in Australia first and start of this game for me to lose that. He will have to actually take the field at the at the whistle, or at least for the first their, their first drive. So I'll, I've got I'm safe until that point. Um. Yeah. Obviously, Kittle, Bosa, the Bosa contract negotiation. Uh, are we a bit worried about what's going on? A bit worried how this game's going to go, especially the defense without Bosa? Yeah, no. Well, Brad said, point nice fans being delusional, calling it an easy win. Man, I've seen none of that, actually, Brad. Like every Niners fan I've seen. You must, you must live actually... in a vacuum because the rest of the NFL sees that, man, Josh. You're gonna get outside that 49ers space because there's the oh, the, no. the psychopath ones are over here. Like it's <laughs> no, I saw I saw a couple of polls actually just quickly on They're all hanging out with dead boys, by the way. Oh, uh, I saw I saw some polls by like some some companies, some betting companies or something, where the Niners were found to have the third most loyal fans in the entire league, the second least disliked fans in the entire league. So Apparently, there's apparently there's no hate on the Niners. You know, you know, dislike. No one hates the fans, man. We just like to rip on them. Yeah, yeah. yeah you it's do. Just... it's it's really interesting. But um, anyway, back to the actual game. Yeah, back to the game because we've only got a couple of yeah. minutes. So let's go. Look, the Niners. Yeah, the Niners. Every Niners fan is actually real worried about this one because the Niners start the season real slow, and when you talk about Brock Purdy, well. He's going up against such a great defense. Like that Pittsburgh defense is yeah. legit top five. It, I'd I'd even put them top three in the league, to be honest, along with San Fran and Philly and Dallas. Like that that's pretty much they're around that top three range, Pittsburgh. And you look at what they did in week one last year. They had TJ Watt in that game before he got injured in that game itself. They beat the Bengals. Um, so this is not an easy team. Pittsburgh's not an easy team. None of us Niners fans are actually taking them lightly because we know the Niners have had such a dysfunctional offseason. Kittle could be out. Bosa could be out for this game. We don't know what will happen with Bosa because who knows? Like TJ Watt signed the contract two days before the week one game he played a couple seasons ago, and then he had a couple sacks. So look, with with those question marks, yeah, I, I'm worried. I'm worried as a Niners fan. I think it'll be a close game, though. And I think it'll be a lot like that 2019 game we played against them where the Niners pulled it out in the last minute of the game. I, I don't know if the Niners will necessarily win this time, but I think it'll be just as close. It'll be just as close to that 2019 game. I'm interested to see how much they risk Purdy with guys like TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith coming at him. A lot. Oh, they'll play I, him. The, they'll play I, him as long as they can. I think I they will, but I think if it starts getting away from him, I'm wondering how much they risk him, especially oh, coming back points. from injury. Yeah, but if we're it, down twenty yeah. points somehow in the fourth quarter, man, 
yeah, we're, we're definitely benching Purdy for Donald. Because a very a, a week one, very fresh TJ Watt is not going to let up on oh, a, no. a second year rookie QB who's only played a handful of games. So yeah, uh, he's going to really, really it's make gonna him, be tough. There's going to be some yeah, pain, that, and the O line right is going to have yeah, yeah, the, the right side of the O line as well as a big question mark. Because we, we need to see, like, guys like Colton Mikovich at right tackle. You need to center Jake Brendel, uh, the guards, Aaron Banks, um, and Spencer Burford. Those two, they those guys, everyone, I named the entire O-line by Trent Williams, by the way, just then. Trent is the only guy I pretty much trust in that O-line at the moment that I can trust 100%. I've seen good play from the other guys, but I, I see some more from the O-line. They need... Danny defend what Highsmith, Haywood, all of these guys on that D-line. Like, this has to be their best performance of their lives in week one. But give me give me a prediction, man, Joe. Look, this is where people are going to say, you can't go against your own team, man, Joe. But I'm going to predict the Steelers. I think you see the vibes of both teams, right? The Niners are coming in after such a dysfunctional, such a hard offseason for the team. You know, all these questions about Bosa and Lance and all this trade chatter. And look, the Steelers, they have all the good vibes as Ian and you were saying, Brad. I think they've got, you know, Pickett, Pickens, those two. They're going to put on quite a quite a good performance, I think, week one. And the league will take notice. I'm, I'm going to say Steelers by a touchdown. That's where I'm going to see the season start. So 0 and 1 for the Niners, 1 and 0 for the Steelers. Steelers by seven. And as a prediction, I'll go Pickens 100 yards on the Niners defense. I think that will happen. I, I'm going to say Pickett will throw for 300 against this Niners defense. They'll struggle. Here he goes. Here he goes. Brady's no, no, winding up. There's yeah. your two, there's your two. You've had two. You're no more no more predictions. Yeah, no more predictions. <laughs> All right, guys. I need to save some money for some of my fantasy leagues. Okay, I can save some of my money. <laughs> Look, I'm going Steelers. I think it's going to be too hard. I love the look of them so far, and I'm going Pickens two plus TDs. Brad, what do you got? Beautiful. I'm taking the Steelers as well. Whoa, oh, sleep. All right, I like that. I like that. And, and I am predicting that. Uh, Whoever the quarterback uh, is for the 49ers, I'm saying uh, we've got three picks. That's my crazy prediction. Oh, three, three interceptions. Just so three, three interceptions. Yep, three interceptions for Purdy, probably. Oh, oh, combined? Would you say combined for Purdy? Well, and whoever, whoever it is, uh, you know, I wouldn't surprise me if Purdy gets hurt and and in comes uh, uh, Darnold. But uh, I'm saying three interceptions. So 49ers throw free interceptions. Or Steelers defense gets free interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. And and maybe maybe throw in a butt fumble for just just for good measure. A butt fumble. I'm not gonna put that in there. Oh my god. (laughs) All right, let's let's move on to the the Caesars Superdome in New Orleans. Mm. Uh where the Saints welcome in the Tennessee Titans in week one. Big, big game here. Uh, the Titans have been getting quietly strong. There's a there's there's a little bit of a little bit of uptick in, in Titans fans the last couple of weeks. They were very they were very subdued. They were essentially thinking they were going to have a very down season earlier in the year, but the last couple of weeks they've slowly been rising with a few different signings. 
Um, out of these two teams, who can get their playoff push started on the right note this week? That's uh, I, you know it's 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 going to be tough. I think um, Tennessee was was woeful last year. Ryan Tannehill was playing; he had an ankle injury the majority of the season that he was playing with. What I'm excited to see is uh, that Tennessee O line because they've got four new starters on that offensive line. So I, I'm curious to see how they're going to hold up. They've tried to upgrade that receiving core. Um, so we'll see, you know, if, if Hopkins can really bring some punch to that, um, Traylon Burks, he, he had a very disappointing rookie season. So, and, and their defense, the Tennessee defense, they, they stunk it up last season. So it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see just how Derek Carr, uh, likes to pick him apart. So notice how I said Derek Carr, not David Carr. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> so I, it, it'll be it'll be fun to see the Saints and Derek Carr going up against them. Thank goodness the whole Taysom Hill experiment is done. Um, so they've got a le- legitimate quarterback there, and and that Saints defense is uh, they're they're good, but they're not they're not great. So uh, I think it's mm-hmm. going to be uh, you know it. It looks kind of boring on paper, but I'm excited to see Derek Carr in a new environment and to see what's going to happen. I'm excited to see that Tennessee uh, receiving core with a healthy um, quarterback now. So uh, either way, it'll it'll be a good matchup. 100%. Actually, when you mentioned Taysom Hill, I was actually reading something very interesting today, just as a quick side note about Taysom Hill, is that actually with the new third quarterback rule, they're probably going to put Jameis as the third quarterback and actually have Taysom as the second QB. And potentially, like, this is what I'm hearing. So there's, like, rumors they're actually going to put Jameis as the emergency QB so they can still use Taysom in those different exotic packages that they always put him in, like wide receiver, tight end, running back. You know, I I think that's just to keep their options open with Taysom. And, you know, if something happens with Carr, then they can bring in Jameis or, or depending on how the rule plays out. So, yeah, it's just – it's really interesting with that Saints quarterback situation. And same with the Titans one, actually. They've got they've got a million quarterbacks behind Tannehill as well. So, it's going to be interesting. I think this game actually is going to come down to the running game. I think this is going to be actually a real traditional run game Compared to what we were saying about Lions versus Chiefs, where it's like, oh, they're going to throw for a million yards. They're going to throw for a million touchdowns. I think this is going to be a complete opposite style of game. I think I think in the Superdome, even though that's a really good place to pass the football, and I think Derek Carr, um, out of these two QBs, I think he's going to have the better passing day by far. I think with him there as well, like just him, Michael Thomas, all these sort of guys that they have in the receiving call, Chris Olave, obviously, Jawan Johnson. I think when you have those sort of guys there with Derek Carr, I think they've got a good chance to Saints. And even though with all of that, I think Tannehill, he's going off against a pretty stout Saints defense. I think they're going to have a few struggles, but I still think there's going to be some hope for them because I don't know about Jamal Williams. I think he's going to be good, but 
still, I think they're going to go a bit pass heavy and it's going to get a little bit predictable at times. So maybe the Titans will have a bit of a chance there. I, I feel like even though the Titans secondary is not that great, I think they, they still can hang in there if they, if they know to drop back and pass coverage a bit more. But that being said, I, I'm trusting the Saints with this one. I'm going to pick the Saints. I'm going to pick them by... I'm going to pick them by seven. I'm going to say Saints by seven. I'm going to say Michael Thomas has a good day. I'm really hoping for it too. Uh, 100 yards. And that's not not because I picked him on every single fantasy team that I have just as like a late round stash, but because I really genuinely want to see Michael Thomas at his best again. I think him and Olave both going to get 100 this game. Well, I'm just going to go with, look, I think the Saints are going to, going to win this game i'm i'm liking them a lot for this game yeah. and i think you are you're more right about the run game and it coming down to being a bit more of a run game between both teams and yeah. i'm going to go a prediction of jamal williams with 100 yards rushing for his first game for the saints and that's purely because he's filling in for kamara the suspended kamara kendra miller is out with or has been out with the hamstring injury last last week so i think they'll Lean heavily on Williams. Brad, yeah. how are you going for a prediction for this one? Sure. So I'm I'm going at the same end. I'm picking the Saints as you guys, but I actually don't think it's going to be the run. I think it's going to be the pass. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm predicting my crazy prediction is that Carr is gonna three touchdowns, 300 yards. Yeah. And I think he's thrown two of them to Alave. So mm. Um, that's my crazy prediction. Look, I think I think Taylor will absolutely love that because he's absolutely in love with Chris Olave. Even though it's against his favorite team, the Titans, Taylor will love that on oh, the NFL fantasy. Well, we don't we don't care what Taylor loves or doesn't love because he's trash to us. Okay. Oh no. So, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. We- all we care about is the fact that we are the best podcast and that we're going to win this competition. End <laughs> of story. Thank you. Oh, boy. I, I love that I've introduced you to this, Brad. It's already paying dividends and it's only been 30 minutes. My um, pleasure. So, all right. We need to move on to the next game. Uh, the next game, the Ravens. Welcome in the Houston Texans for week one to M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore. Hefty, hefty line in favour of the Ravens for this one. Of course, Houston are expected to be one of those teams that are going to be in a race to the bottom with the Arizona Cardinals this season. And as such, the Ravens are 10-point favourites right now over the Houston Texans which is a huge amount. Will the Ravens take care of business that well against the young Texans team? Or do we uh, do we like a bit of CJ Stroud here, maybe getting up on debut for a victory against a much more favoured opponent? Manjo, you are a bit of a Lamar Jackson faithful. What yeah, do you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a self-confessed Lamar Jackson lover. I'll be on this straight on the right. I was trying to stick away from the lover term, mate, but you oh, kept man. it in your instead. I've got to put it in. No, I've got to put it in. I've got to be full-on, straight-up honest with the viewers here. I love Lamar Jackson. And honestly, 
I'm very excited for this matchup for him. I'm very excited. You know why? Because I'm sensing a good Lamar game here. I think this is a great chance for the Ravens to start gelling together, start getting all their new combinations. Lamar can start throwing to OBJ and Zay Flowers. He can continue his partnership with Mark Andrews. You know, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards are back. I'm very excited for this Ravens offense. I, I'm sensing Lamar. He's very excited too. He said he could throw for 6,000 yards with this receiving call. Well, can he throw for 1,000 yards in this game? Please, Lamar, please, can you do it? Just, just I want to see it, man. I, I just want to see Lamar go off honestly but when you look at the Texans though they are pretty young rebuilding team I'll be honest but CJ Stroud I think he shows a lot of promise the only problem is the team around him is not too great and it's going to be tough it's going to be tough for him he's got Daniel Pierce it's going to be very tough very yeah, tough. He's, he's in his first game. He's in his first game it and is and I the think the Baltimore best you, the best you can wish for is is staying under that line Really? Yeah. Baltimore mm, front mm. seven's real. It's real tough to play against as well. They got some real ballers in that front seven. And even the secondary, too. That defense is very underrated for the Ravens. So it's going to be real tough for CJ Stroud. I, I feel for the kid if, if he do, if he comes away with a few bruises. Because, man, that Raven, the Ravens' whole mantra since their whole franchise started is just hard hitting defense. That's just what I think of first when I'm hearing the Ravens. Yeah. Nowadays, Lamar Jackson may take a shine away from that, but still, I think they're going back to their roots there. And unfortunately for the Texans, I think this is going to be a big win for the Ravens. Brad, do you reckon the, yeah, sto- I- do you reckon the story here is more uh, a young Will Anderson Jr. trying to run down Lamar Jackson? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that'll be fun to see. Um until they get down by, you know, ten or fifteen points. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Th- then I think it's just gonna get a little bit I think this could get ugly, this this match. So do we know is Andrews is he is he gonna play in this match? Because I know he was kind of touch and go there for a little bit. Um if if Andrews is playing, especially I, I think it's really going to be lopsided. Oh, he's going to practice. Yeah, he's going to practice on Wednesday, they say. Yeah, he's scheduled to practice Wednesday. Okay. So, uh, yeah. And and I think the, the, the other kind of guy that gets lost in the shuffle a little bit, believe it or not, is OBJ. Um, yeah. So I, I think it'll be really fun. And, you know, him with Zay Flowers and Dobbins, that uh, that Baltimore offense is, is legit. So I think it's going to be a long day for the Texans. Um, I kind of feel sorry, you know, for, for their quarterback. Cause I think it's, it's, he's going to struggle. So I'm definitely taking, I'll, I'll take Baltimore with the points. You know, I, mm. I feel that confident in it. Mm, yeah. Honestly, Major- my, my prediction, my prediction, I got to throw it out there, man. Lamar Jackson gave 300 passing yards, 100 rushing. I think he's going to have four total TDs as well. I- I'm excited for this. Four plus total TDs. I'm real, real ready for him. Lamar Jackson just going to have an absolute game of his life, I reckon. This is going to be something amazing to watch. We have all, they rested all their starters, by the way, during preseason. So this is the first time we get to see Lamar Jackson on his new contract with his new look weapons. Look, as a Lamar Jackson lover, this is the best. This is the best thing I could ever ask for, man. I can't wait to see Lamar ball out, man. I'm excited. 
I am going. Oh. I'm going uh, simply Ravens by fourteen. So I'm going to go over yeah. that line and going to go two scores. So, um, yeah. Manjot, a bit of a new a new uh, segment for 2023. We're going to have Ooh. a few listener hot takes. So before we get to our last game of the week, some listener hot takes, some quick fire hot takes. We haven't come up with a name for it yet. We really need to come up for a name for this segment. Manjot's going to throw oh. out a question on his Instagram at pastry press NFL every week. And you can punch in your hot takes. We'll pick a few and we'll do some quick fire reactions to them. So Manjo, do you want to hit us with a couple and see what Brad and I can come up with? Mainly Brad. I'm waiting for Brad's gold here. So it's going to be fun. Let's, uh, let's go Manjo. Yeah. So we got the first game we talked about this week, the Lions and the Chiefs. So I got a couple. So the Crows Bible uh, FC and also uh, fanboy football, they both have Detroit winning in a close one against KC. I know I know Ian agrees with that one. Uh, fanboy football also puts out there that the Lions will put up 35-plus points on the Chiefs. So what do you guys think about that one? It's not the most outrageous thing in the world, but 35 is uh, – that, that's a lot. I mean, yeah. Uh, the more I think about it, no, that is kind of stupid. Yeah, um, I, I yeah. joke. I joked about a hundred point game, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think the Lions putting thirty five on the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I can see. I can go with the with Detroit winning, but thirty five seems a little excessive for me. Yeah. Uh, one for the general season. We've got from Josh Shoon, who's a self confessed Steelers lover, as he always likes to tell me. Kenny Pickett is going to be. A top fifteen quarterback after this year, and Fryer Move will be a top five to six tight end. Do you guys see either of those happening, or both, or neither? Pickett uh, fifteen is kind of mid range, I guess, out of thirty two QBs. Uh, yeah, look, I can see Kenny Pickett as a top fifteen. Fryer Move is a top five or six tight end. I mean, there's not a lot of depth there, to be honest. Yeah, so. I'll go with the Pickett one, not with the Frymouth one. Yeah, I'm high. I'm high on Pickett. Um, Frymouth, yeah, it'd be fine, but top five, I wouldn't say so. So I'm going to go with Ian. I'm, I'm, I'm same thing. I think Pickett could really progress. I think that offense is going to uh, be much improved. So yeah, Pickett top fifteen, but not Frymouth. Yeah, I, I agree with that, and I think Frymouth may lose his job very soon to Donald Washington, as mm. well. If if Washington develops, that is. Uh Jack Zimmerman, same same sort of thing with the Steelers. He says Steelers upset the Niners and Purdy gets sacked four plus times in that game. Honestly, I could see it. Like I said, with yeah. the O line problems. I'm, in, I'm down with that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm down with it. You got some smart listeners, Manja. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I do. I think I do. I mean, some of them, you know, may not be smart sometimes, but they they, they come through all the time. Yeah. I think uh, a couple more here. So, Big Ball Fantasy says Tua shocks the world and throws for three hundred yards in Week One. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm, no, I'm not. I think you're. It's more along the lines of. Tua gets a concussion uh, for the 300. Oh, they're oh, against the charges. Come uh, on. Fair, oh, yeah, fair, 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 fair point. But if uh, if Bosa plays, well, we don't know if he's going to play. But 
Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's I I think it could be a long day for Tua. Uh, we got Football Planet saying Browns beat the Bengals and show the league what they can do. <laughs> the Br- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you say the Browns beat the Bengals? And yeah. show the league it's, what they can do. That's what the, okay, the dumbest right. thing I've ever heard. That's the and, dumbest and, thing and, I've ever heard. Oh. I, let, me, let me just retract everything I just said about you having smart <laughs> listeners, okay? Because this guy, God bless him, but it, what is he smoking? I mean, oh, seriously. <laughs> so, no. Oh, boy. no. There's, a, there's a difference between being a fan and being delusional. Come on now. Let's let's put ourselves in reality. That's as bad as a Taylor pick. All right. Well, oh boy. Okay. You, right. Let's. Yeah. We're gonna have to get away from that, man. Hey. Look, oh boy. Boys, I've got an inbox. I've got my own inbox, man. Oh, I've yeah. got an inbox from none other than Doctor Goodcall from the oh. Aussie NFL Fantasy, Ooh. who's left us a bit of a message. A bit of a message for the the G'day Gridiron listeners. A bit of a hot tip. He does see himself as a good tipster, and he's been trawling through the PFF rankings this week, and he's come up with a couple of good things, he thinks. So let me uh, let me play this for you, boys. Here we go. Hello, G'day Gridiron listeners. This is Taylor from the Aussie NFL Fantasy Podcast. Don't worry. I'll let you get back to Brad talking up his Cowboys, Manjot talking about his 100 boys, and Ian getting the shits that everyone keeps talking crap about Kirk Cousins very soon. But first, I just wanted to talk to you about a couple of players that I think have very, very good matchups in week one. You could either use this for gambling purposes or if you're making a decision on your fantasy team. First up, I want to talk about J.K. Dobbins. The Texans were last against the running back position in fantasy football in 2022. Their PFF ranking for defensive line is 23rd for this upcoming season, so I'm not expecting this to get much better. Ravens O-line, however, has a PFF ranking of fourth for this upcoming season. The Ravens will be in front for most of this game, which bodes very well for their rushing attempts. Take J.K. Dobbins over on the rushing total and make sure he's in your fantasy lineup. The next one I'll talk about is Tyler Lockett. This Rams team is absolutely depleted, especially in the secondary. Their secondary ranks dead last in PFF rankings for the 2023 season. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba is out, so it's basically just Metcalf and Lockett, and Lockett is perennially underrated. Lockett is a huge play waiting to happen, so take his overs and yardage and make sure he's starting in your fantasy lineup. Anyway, that's it for me for this week. I'll let you get back to the guys, but I hope you use this information to your advantage, and I'll, I'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you, Taylor. Hey, that was good. Hey. Brad, Brad, some I- reaction. How about the locket one there? What do you reckon? Well, well you know, to be honest, to be honest with you, I I hate saying it, but I liked all his all his stuff. Um, I think I think he's bang on, and I I do think, uh, yeah, I think that with JSN out, I think he could have a really big game. So, wow, I I hate saying it, but he was spot on with all those. I would I couldn't agree more. I mean, Brad, when you spend a lot of time with Taylor, like I do in Aussie NFL Fantasy, and mm-hmm. you listen to Dr. Goodcall, you just hear all, all what he says about all these players. He, he knows his stuff. He does his oh, yeah. research. He, I'll, I'll g- he I'll knows give it all that. the lines, I mean, man. 
Yeah, like, I'm not dumb. That's why he wins fantasy leagues all the time, Brad. Let me just say. So, uh, I mean, right, let's stop talking up, Taylor. Let's just calm yeah. down, right, Major? Calm down. <laughs> I think we need a. Calm we need down. A, we need a. Yeah, we need a. Otherwise, line. you're really going to have to start down. drawing a line in the sand here, mate. Let's just. <laughs> yeah. Right, we've got to be, we've got to be careful. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our last game for this show. Uh, we are going to Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. And the very first start for Anthony Richardson-led Colts, the Shane Steichen Anthony Richardson-led Colts, who are welcoming none other than Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars straight off a very successful 2022 season where they really exercised some demons, uh, some demons of the fingered kind. Um, Boys... Will the Jags play as expected and really ramp up against the Colts? Or do you think there may be a bit of a surprise in store for the Jags here and something Shane Steichen may have been cooking up with Anthony Richardson? I, I'm, I, I don't have much faith in in Indy um, in, in what they're trying to do, to be honest with you. Um, I, I think they're going to take the long-term approach with Richardson. So I... I think they're going to keep it very measured. They want, they're more concerned about Richardson having success longer term, I think, than they are about winning a, a matchup in week one. They don't want to jeopardize his confidence because there's nothing could be more impactful uh, and detrimental than Richardson coming out and just having a stinker of a game. So I think they're going to rely on the run. And I think that they're going to accept a loss. They just don't want it to get out of hand. So Mm -hmm. I'm not expecting much. And I think Jacksonville is going to come out. They're going to want to make another statement. They're going to say, Hey, we weren't a fluke. They were the most improved team last year. And I think they're going to continue that role. So the spread is Jacksonville uh, is, has only given five points. I would uh, I would take him with that all day, every day. Look, not much else I can add on to what Brad said. I mean, Brad's pretty spot on. Anthony Richardson's just Good. starting off. You know, <laughs> first game, he's literally just in his debut game. Like, this is going to be a tough one. For guys such a project QB as well, I mean, he's got freakish talent. It's just more the mental, mental side of things yeah. that he's got to get down. And yeah. if you look at the Jags, they really did take care of business against the Colts last year. They really did know how to beat them. I think that was their only win for them when they were one and six last year. And then before they came and stormed home to win the South title, they, they were stuck in that one win and it was against the Colts. I, I am in a tipping league, uh, which has a bonus like knockout comp or what people call survivor tipping, where you pick a team every week. Mm. The Jags mm-hmm. are my survivor team this week. I, I'm taking the Jags, my survivor team in that league, because I, I just think out of all the teams in the league right now, if you want a survivor team for this week, I think the Jags would be a pretty good bet because well, week one is probably the week most people get knocked out in NFL Survivor because it's just such a tough week to predict in. But I think against a rookie QB, this is a team that even though they're going on the road to Indy, they're a team that is just coming off a playoff appearance, just coming off a division title. They just added Calvin Ridley to their offense. Their defense is still pretty strong. 
I think the Jags are a pretty safe bet this week, and they're a pretty safe bet for your survivor teams as well. So I think I, I'll take the Jags for sure, 100%. Yeah, I think, Brad's, Brad, you hit the nail on the head. I think Indy are going to really play the long game uh, with Richardson and his development. Uh, you can kind of see that from the, the way the team is shaping up. The defense just doesn't have a lot of huge names and a lot of huge talent on it. And I think that they're really going to play that long game and possibly look to take a lot more defensive players in the 2024 draft and, or try and add some more pieces as they go along from around the league. Uh, so here and now, this week against the Jags, I expect the Jags to to bring this home pretty easily. Uh, the only... The only shining bit of light I can see for the Colts will probably be for Dion Jackson, who with Jonathan Taylor uh, out uh, on a PUP list now, and Zach Moss still carrying a little bit of an injury. Uh, I think Dion Jackson might ha- be up for a bit of a game, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go a pretty conservative uh, seventy plus yards. I think for Jack Dion Jackson there. Uh, Brett, my, uh, I just got. I just want to say this. My crazy prediction for that game. My crazy prediction is that uh, Richardson's going to have more rushing yards than throwing yards, mm-hmm. and uh, and more interceptions than touchdowns. I'll add. I'll add one quick prediction here. Another debutant, Calvin Ridley for the Jags. He's playing his first game with the team, even though he got traded mid-season last year. I think he's going to have a good day. I think you, you're going to see him get 125 or more receiving yards. 125 plus receiving yards. Yeah, That's I think he's going to have a great day. That's a I big game. Gonna... That'd be a big game for Ridley. Uh, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Huge. All right, boys, that's uh, that's show one for this week, for week one of the 2023 NFL season. I just have to keep saying that. I can't believe we're at week one already. That's great. Yeah. So amazing, man. Look out for another show dropping on Sunday sometime Australian time where we'll have a bit of a, a TNF Lions versus Chiefs recap and we'll be previewing five more games uh, quickly, hopefully. Depends on how long we take to talk. But five more games. Um, and we're, then we're going to roll on through. It, I don't know. We'll be at week 18 in no time, the way we're going right now. Oh, yeah. All right, so follow along on the socials, uh, at Canadian Gridiron on Insta and Facebook. Check out Manjot at Pastry Press NFL. Check out the boys at Aussie NFL Fantasy as well. And Mark from No Huddle Dynasty had a bit of a pot out this week too, so make sure you check Damn. that out. That is it in our feeds all around the place. Uh So until Sunday, see you later. Thank you, everyone. G'day Gridiron is brought to you by the Aussie Gridiron Network, a network of Australian podcasts bringing you some of the best content from the NFL and the local game. Check out our other podcasts, Aussie NFL Fantasy and No Huddle Dynasty. Hang our trophy after we win this competition. It's the other podcast. <laughs>
Iya. Yeah.